Hey gang, couple of special call-outs this episode. Firstly, this episode got big, big into spoiler territory, and we spoiled basically every major plotline in Castle. It was worth it, but still, if you were hoping to enjoy that plot unfold for yourself, I definitely recommend holding off before listening to this episode. Don't worry, we'll be here when you're done. As usual, crime shows glorify the crimes committed by police officers in the name of solving other crimes. Please think and discuss critically about the outdated and flawed institute that is policing. Enjoy the show. Procedural Hello, and welcome to Procedural Veneration, the show where we rate, talk about, and goof on all your favorite crime procedurals. As always, I'm your host, Hank. And I'm your co-host, Daphne. Daphne, today we got an exciting one ahead of us, and I'm pretty freaking hyped about it. This is possibly the first procedural I ever really got into, uh, which is just a whole barrel of excitement for me. Yeah, and I really only got into it uh, when you watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I discovered that it was on Hulu a couple of years ago and watched three more seasons. So I've seen a lot of this show. Fortunately, I've only seen one of the episodes that we watched today, and you also saw it with me. I vague, I distinctly remember, but you, I don't think you remembered the episode at all. Uh, not really, no. Well, so this will be this will all be very exciting. So what exactly did we? watch Hank. We watched Castle, a true pinnacle remarkable achievement in the procedural genre. You could say that. <laughs> it's fine. It's a pretty good show. It's very entertaining, but as I'll get to, it's not the most well-received, though it did uh, enjoy quite a bit of popularity during its run. So what is Castle? The premise of Castle is that the acclaimed author Richard Castle is facing writer's block just as a murderer in New York City begins to murder people as in copies of uh, killings from his book. So he is brought on as a consultant to help them solve the mystery. Castle feels very inspired by this pilot adventure, one could say, and uses influence to continue on his tenure as a consultant slash ride-along studying the homicide detective who Can't also stress solves enough. crimes. He is not a cop. Not a cop. Not allowed to have a gun. Allowed to put himself in mortal danger absolutely constantly. And I swear to God, sometimes arrest people. Yeah. See pertinent case details with no problem for it. <laughs> yeah. Sees a lot of sensitive information about people's crimes they've committed and uh, their livelihood. He specifically latches on to homicide detective Kate Beckett who, as far as I can tell throughout the series, has no partner except for Castle, which is fine, but I'm not sure if that's usually the way that it works. In, uh, Doesn't, I thought her, she had an old partner who like died or something. I don't remember. I don't think so. But I, it's been a long time since I've seen the beginning of Castle, I should say. Yeah. Because I did not rewatch that part when it showed up on Hulu. And boy, does she dress resoundingly uh, 2000s at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, despite it being 2009, she does dress like an MTV extra for a good portion of the beginning and then it is unflattering like a las vegas millionaire's wife for the back half of the series it's very strange yeah yeah he also then begins to start to base his character uh in his novels on beckett and eventually he is that her name well, there goes one of my trivia questions. I'll just go ahead and give you the point right there. Yeah, it's Nikki Heat. Yep. Um, I'll uh, well, I'll challenge you to a different question, but you'll okay, you, okay. get the point for that. Wow, Daphne, preempting my the way my brain works. So, airing in two thousand nine, the show kind of embodies the theme of the week genre, uh, really embracing it, and it does so pretty well with uh, some witty writing, good characters, and a very likable and focused cast. Uh, it rarely dips into the fully unrealistic, but it does explore a lot of, what if we made a murder episode about blank? Like Undercover Boss. Undercover Boss is one that we watched, yeah. Uh, but other ones that have existed, some of these I watched with Daphne, some of them are from the earlier seasons, are Vampires, Time Travelers, Desperate Housewives, Toy Makers, and of course, the most terrifying thing of all, Nerds. <laughs> um Joss Whedon himself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as Nathan's good friend, Joss Whedon really embodies to the fullest the, uh, to be clear, uh, Castle is played by Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Nathan Fillion and Stana Kadic are the two leads of the show playing Richard Castle and Kate Beckett. Reportedly, uh, though, Kadic and Fillion started out, it's sort of it's, their trajectory is sort of inverted, starting out with their characters not necessarily getting along 
and there being a lot of tension, some of it sexual at the beginning towards them eventually breaking the will they won't they with yes, they will. And they did <laughs> halfway through the show. However, uh, towards the end of it, it was reported that Kata and Fillion did not get along very well. It's sort of unclear, depending on who's reporting, whether they're like just kind of not friends, but work together like the Mythbusters, right? You know, people like to inflate Adam and Jamie's like, oh, they hated each other. It's like, no, they just kind of weren't friends. They were right? just co-workers. Like co-workers, exactly, right? But then some reports also said that their personalities were leading to actual onset issues, um, including them not talking to each other uh, when not shooting. There are some reports that they attended therapy to attempt to reconcile their off-screen conflicts uh, that appeared to have not gone anywhere. Weird. But everything either one of them has said publicly, obviously, has been very professional and respectful to the other person, including uh, when Stana Kadik kind of got fired. <laughs> Just a little bit during the the is this show coming back for another season portion of season eight? Yeah, um, Kadik and fellow female co-star uh, Tamala Jones were some of the few that seemed to not be offered renewal of their contracts. It was very strange. I'll get into that a little bit because we actually did watch the series finale. So some of the details around that are going to make more sense after we talk about the content of that finale. And I'm sorry, is season eight the last season? Season eight is the last season. Okay. Yeah. We watched the the series finale, the end of season eight being that episode, which was a whole lot and a big time. So we're going to... But yeah, the show proceeded off of this trajectory onto grueling eight seasons of scope creep with a larger volume of increasing spy elements. Oh my god. And some absurd, like, selective memory erasure plot lines. Yeah, amnesia. Yeah, that that don't make a lot of sense, and just kind of technology getting to the point that it's a little absurd, right? Yeah, and I think one of the first things I wrote down was, Castle is at its worst when it's just spy bullshit. It really is, and that was basically two episodes of what we watched. But yeah, I definitely agree that Castle is at its weakest when it's just spy bullshit and not like, you know, an enjoyable crime procedural. That's the last like three or four seasons is mostly spy bullshit. There's a lot. They kind of have a false start at the beginning of one season when Beckett leaves her homicide detective job to work on the attorney general special task force. And it's like she becomes a fed basically, but it doesn't go well. And she immediately moves back into homicide detectiveness, of course. Um yeah, I wonder uh, was that what ratings? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, it's it just seems like that was the ah uh, the ending of season five or whatever is that she's gonna go get a new job and the beginning of season six is that she's gonna go back to her old job. Of <laughs> course it is, right? Like it's the TV show <laughs> return to form. But yeah, overall, uh, Castle was pretty well liked from what I could tell. I don't know. There's not a lot of information out there. Uh, It doesn't have a whole lot of accolades like a lot of the shows that we watched. It only got a couple of Emmy noms specifically for makeup and costuming in the vampire episode. I was going to say, oh, really? Because (laughs) I've seen Beckett's outfits and they are not good. No, the weird thing is that all I remember the vampire episode is it's just like essentially goth vampire aesthetic. Like it's... I've seen equivalent outfits at cons and stuff, right? So I don't remember it being that impressive, but apparently it was enough to earn it an Emmy nomination. Or three, I think. That's just funny. Yeah. (laughs) But other than that, the only award show it was a regular recurrent at was the People's Choice Awards, which I'm not going to pretend to understand how that works. Yeah. But Essentially IMDb for boomers. Yeah. It did win Best TV Crime Drama at the People's Choice Awards back to back to back to back from 2012 to 2015 with uh, Nathan Fillion taking three wins in the respective actor category and Stana Kadic taking two during that time, which is wild because that's kind of when the show was bad. Yeah. (laughs) But apparently people loved it. Yeah. I should say the spy bullshit really, really gravitates around season and mid-season finales and premieres. The middle is just like pretty solid procedural chat right with maybe some spy bullshit twinkled leaking in in, yeah like trying to set up the the season finale or the mid-season finale once you get through that it's really kind of back to normal right and it's pretty enjoyable at least in the in the seasons that i have seen because i've not seen the last two yeah except when castle's dad also is a spy casually (laughs) castle's dad is introduced as a super secret mega spy and his daughter has been kidnapped because they discovered that she's related to the mega spy as a that's bad 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 Bad. that's about when i stopped watching because i was like yeah this is just too much spy bullshit too much spy bullshit which is really what my review generally 
generally comes down to. I really like the beginning of the show. I think it has a lot of heart. The characters are fun. The scenarios are really well done. The murders are interesting to to try to solve along with them, right? Although usually it falls into the first or second person they talk to did it, right? But in spite of that, just a overall pretty good show for the first four seasons, which weirdly enough corresponds to when Castle and Beckett are not together. Strange how that works. I'm not sure. Uh... They had to come up with extra subplots. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's pr- it's a pretty famous uh, issue that once the tension is relieved, it's sort of less interesting, right? Yeah. They, they did an all right job with them as a couple, but they seem to lean back on the spy bullshit. So overall, Castle, you know, it's all right. What would you rate it? Uh, I'd probably rate it a solid eight. It, those last few seasons really bring it down for me. Um, I said that you have a lovable cast with high chemistry and fun mysteries, but Absolutely. unfortunately it becomes preoccupied with spy bullshit often enough to lose all three of those things. I need a spy bullshit counter for yeah, this episode. Spy- <laughs> yeah. Um, so I give it a seven because okay. I think that once you have like the weird spy bullshit, the characters start acting in ways that make them feel dumb. Yeah. I would agree well, with you're that. like, why in the world would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> that is such a stupid thing to do. And so you take this like lovable cast of characters that generally have good chemistry and you make them like one, keep secrets from each other in a way that is not entertaining to watch. Uh, so like there are fun characters you like that just aren't in episodes because they're not in the know about the spy bullshit. And then two, you have like the characters that you do like acting incredibly irrationally because of like the emotions tied to the spy stuff and also spy stuff, right? Yeah. And so it gets like really tedious to watch for me because it's like, oh, you know, Beckett is a smart woman. She's tactical, right? And then she walks into like four traps in a row (laughs) and like (laughs) makes blatant faux pas, right? In this like undercover or stakeout, right? And you're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what's your plan? I should also specify that a lot of the spy bullshit, especially early on, is tied directly to the mystery of Beckett's mother's murder, who she was an assistant yeah, she district gets, attorney. Yeah, uh, she gets Martha Wayne in an alley. She got Martha Wayne in an alley, essentially. Uh, and the first couple seasons, you get flashes of, like, well, for, for one, they catch the hitman slowly. that... What? I said pearls, pearls falling slowly. Pearls collapsing onto the ground. Yeah. yeah. Bats in a... In a cave a small child crying out (laughs) the opera but you get like episodes where oh this is the crime the drug kingpin that her mom was trying to take down and this is this is the literal hitman that killed her mom who has information and all we have to do is give him a plea deal and give us more information and then he ends up dying in a shootout right but then later seasons it gets inane because then it's like this is the drug kingpin that was friends with the other drug kingpin that yes. Becca's mom was investigating, but... <laughs> I could give a rundown of like all the ways in which they escalate it, and it just sounds insane. This is the best friend of the dog <laughs> groomer of the hitman that killed <laughs> Beckett's, Beckett's mom. mom's co-worker. Co-worker. <laughs> who inspired the ADA. To, no, it's, it's true. It's just like they just keep ramping up like, oh, but actually this senator is involved. It's all stupid. It's all it's pretty stupid. And the characters act stupid and it's unfun to watch. Yeah, I agree. And they also present it in the worst. Like the senator is revealed to be the man behind the conspiracy in the season five premiere. And I say premiere, not very climactic. Like they essentially used a season finale as a premiere and it's very, it's unwell done. All right, I, I'm pulling in an eight because I still have a lot of love for the show. You've not seen, in my opinion, the best parts of it. That's fair. But that's not how this show works, so we'll find the middle ground in between. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Look, if we were doing how this show worked and I was just doing it on the episodes we watched, yeah, it would that's be lower than a seven. Yeah, it would be It would be pretty far down there. So We watched, managed to watch some terrible yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Even the best one is like... It was a bad episode. Yeah. It's very clear why it's the best one. Because there's banging. There's banging. <laughs> there's banging. All right. Uh, let's get into our first game, which is, of course, going to be good old-fashioned trivia. Okay. Uh, my first question has Daphne's jumped the gun on, yeah. which was, what is the name of Castle's fictionalized version of Beckett? He writes yep, Vicky. Uh-huh. So instead, I'll ask you, what is the name of his previous character, whom he killed off prior to the show beginning and needed a new inspiration? Angela? No, it's a man. Richard? No, though it's... Kasinki. Though, though, though Richard is somewhat close. Dick? It, I, I believe the... Let me, let me read you some titles from this, which okay. might give you a, a hint. Uh, Wild Storm, Stormfront, Ultimate Storm, now I'd make a, a Bloody Storm. I'd make a joke about 
the boys, but I don't know what Stormfront's real Storm- name is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know either. It's some German. It's a Nazi bullshit. woman, right? She's a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, a um, Nazi woman. There's Heat Storm as well, which is the Nikki Heat and this character crossover. That's all right. You were kind of close with Richard because it's Derek with with Rick on the end of it because it's, uh, that's what Castle yeah, yeah, goes yeah. by in his personal life. Yeah, I assumed it was some. It was supposed to be like a writing character. Yeah. To clarify, he goes by Rick, which is how this Derek is spelled. Yeah, sort of yeah, a yeah. self-insert, which is, I believe, the inspiration for the crossover book. <laughs> Even though he Were killed they bang? Or probably, yeah. Okay, so it's it's Derek Storm? Derek Storm, yeah. That's all right. You still get the Nikki Heat point, but no no bonus point for Derek okay, Storm. Okay. According to the former showrunner and series creator Andrew W. Marlowe, where does the name Rick Castle originate from? Not like a traditional way to get names. Did he go to a bookstore and look at the mysteries mysteries no i okay my hint is that it's derived from what it sounds like specifically rick castle rick not richard castle rick castle rick castle rick Castle. it's very funny hearing you say it rick castle is it like a rick rule you're no uh it's you're when you it's funny because when you say it i can hear it very well better than i can when i say it myself rick castle rick castle I don't know. Uh, that's all right. It, it, he says that he got it because it sounded like rich asshole. Oh, actually, I think I have heard that before. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I I thought that was pretty interesting when I saw it, but then hearing you say it, I was like, oh my Rick God. Rick Castle. Rick, Rick, Rick Castle. Rick, Rick Castle. Rick Castle. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, And I was legitimately unable to find any other castle trivia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so... Instead, I've pivoted hard. Whoa, whoa, uh, you didn't take the uh, random facts on IMDb, IMDb as let me go ahead and, lore? Let me go ahead and read some of these random facts from Castle on IMDb. A sanctioned good. fact? Um, I mean, one thing that I that I did, was, it is worth mentioning, is they apparently read, or Nathan Fillion read, with 125 actresses to find the perfect Beckett. Um, and when she met, when she first met Nathan Fillion, uh, she realized her blouse was too long. And then she asked him, uh, to cut it short before the like producer sh- and showrunner showed up to hear them read together. Um, and then she got the part because the producers like walked in on him helping her cut part of this blouse off. <laughs> That's really weird. Really weird, but kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. Why would you, why would you ask know. a stranger to cut your blouse? Yeah. Just tuck it in. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Must have been really long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's there, and then like, oh, his mother's the only person who calls him Richard and uh, Beckett Catherine. It's like, okay, cool. Am I gonna turn that into a trivia question? No. <laughs> but it's trivia. ICP has said so. Sorry, I could have just asked you that question. But anyway, Nathan Fillion being kind of an unfettered Nathan Fillion is very much a core pillar of the show Castle, one that it likes to lean heavily on. So. I'm going to ask you how well you remember some Nathan Fillion things you might have already been exposed to. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to name either of Nathan Fillion's two recurring roles on the TV show Big Mouth. I've never seen Big Mouth. I know. You, 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 uh, Stink breath? My, so my hint is that you've definitely heard of one of these two. Fart face. No. <laughs> it's pretty, that's not a terrible terrible uh, guess based on Big Mouth name. Um, is he a monster? Uh, no, he's not a monster. He's not like a horny monster, or whatever they're called. Does he play Rick? So, so there, there's kind, of, there's kind of two ways you can answer this pretty easily. Um, one of them is that one of them is not very hard to guess, and the other is that you could interpret my question differently. Spaceman. So I'll restate it. Name either of Nathan Fillion's two recurring roles on Big Mouth. Um, is one himself? Yep, Nathan Fillion. That's correct. That's that's the one I thought you. He he plays a fictionalized version of himself in the character Missy's daydreams as she dreams about marrying slash dating Nathan Fillion. Nice. And I believe breaks up with him when she gets an actual boyfriend. Uh, pretty good. The other one's Jesse's dog. It's never actually given a real name, mm-hmm. uh, or mentioned as Jesse's dog on screen. So I would have just accepted if you had said anything dog related. Really. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, you got. I'll t- I'll give you that for Nathan Fillion. So, going over to more recent time, well, that's pretty recent, too. Uh, Nathan Fillion has a role in the Suicide Squad 2021's opening scene as TDK. Can you tell me what does TDK stand for or what his powers are? Um, TDK. My hint is that his name describes his power. Or That's what I figured. Something. Total? No. The T is easy. The? Yeah. Does K stand for kill? No. It's a, it's a noun. It's the adjective noun. Darling? Daring? No. I couldn't remember dangerous? his power, so I wouldn't blame you if you can't. The dangerous clap. <laughs> the dangerous clap spelled with a K? Yeah. Interesting. No, it's uh, he, his name is the detachable kid, 
Oh. And his limbs can detach and move freely of his That's body. right. I believe there's like a scene where his hand is running away after he gets murdered or something. Yeah, or like a dog him. grabs it or, or something. Or a dog grabs it, yeah. It's a good scene. It's a pretty, it's a pretty funny yeah, scene. Yeah, you can't stress enough. It's a good movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> For the uh, for the first ten minutes of the Suicide Squad, but uh, Nathan Fillion is not in that sh- that movie for very long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> what are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad? And that's uh, I wasn't even able to find that much Nathan Fillion trivia. <laughs> kind of a kind of a that's weird. Yeah, kind of a normal seeming dude. His parents were both English teachers, and his sister's an English teacher. So it's like he's just Nathan Fillion. That's yeah. pretty much all there is to his character. Where would he grow up? Uh, Alberta. He's his, Canadian. He's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, although his uh, ancestors apparently are part of some kind a what was referred to as like the Quebec diaspora or something, uh, where a bunch of people uh, fled Massachusetts to move to Quebec, mm. became French Canadian. So he's a recovering mass hole. Recovering mass hole. <laughs> All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and start talking about our episodes for today. So we started with a median episode. I say a because there's always more than one. Don't judge us. The episode we watched first was Montreal. This is season seven, episode two, with a resounding 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. What an absolute bonkers episode to start off with. It was truly weird. As you can guess, based on previous descriptions of this show, season seven, episode two, still tainted by a lot of spy bullshit. Yep. In particular, some of the weirdest bullshit in the entire show, it seems, which is that at the season six finale, which was supposed to be a uh, wrap-up to the senator that killed Kate's mom gets arrested and then the next episode is is their wedding except it's not because Castle gets in a car accident and vanishes and then vanishes for two to three months over the break (laughs) and then when he comes back he has no memory of what happened during Uh those two to three months nope and so not, this not episode is his first case coming back where he's like trying to pretend like everything's all good while also trying to solve where he was for two to three months. Except except in the process of them working on this case, he flees to Montreal two or three times uh, and back and forth to try to uncover the secrets of where he was gone. Because Casually. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll summarize that real quick. He discovers that he was lucid conscious during this time because he sees a photo that he's just standing with the person he believed kidnapped him and like talking with him and then he encounters that guy or he finds a tape that he recorded in case he died for his loved ones saying that uh, he was sorry he had to do it confirming that he was there of his own free will and then he finds the guy that supposedly kidnapped him who told him that he volunteered to have his memory selectively erased somehow somehow which is one of the weirdest and most outlandish bits of technology or sci-fi in this show from what I can tell. Big Chuck energy. Big Chuck energy, yeah. Which, you know the ending of Chuck is not a thing to aspire to. (laughs) BCE, Big Chuck energy. I watched Chuck at some point. (laughs) We do not. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's basically a procedural. It's a spy procedural. That's true. I liked Chuck when it came out. Yeah, Chuck's Chuck's fun. It's wait, just... wait, wait. We can't. We, we have too much stuff to talk about Castle. We can't get this side. Okay, but I, I did edit our last podcast where we talked about a bunch of things that weren't uh, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, and it was much more entertaining than if we had just talked about Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Keep that in mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the guy that supposedly kidnapped him was also played by the guy that plays Reverse Flash, not Tom Cavanaugh, the original Reverse Flash who takes com- Tom Cavanaugh's face. Man, that show is fucking wild. Schloff. Um, what? <laughs> Reverse flash. Flash. Schloff. Well, why 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 would the S and the H? It was really would be schloff. <laughs> I would just you know making nice mouth noises. Yeah. Uh, to reverse the flash. Well, I'm sorry. Is is schloff a better mouth noise than schloff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know about that one, but. Um, oh, sorry. It's actually zoom or reverse yeah. zoom moves. Hey everybody, editor Hank here. I felt really bad about missing out on this amazing joke by Daphne, so I figured I'd call attention to it by seeing which one of us actually did a better reverse flash noise. Real quick, here's what it sounded like when I said it backwards. False. Now, as you can hear, that very clearly sounds like I'm very creepily responding to a true or false question at a trivia contest. Meanwhile, here's what Daphne's actually sounded like backwards. False. And clearly Daphne sounds a bit more like an auto-tuned German woman responding to that same trivia question. So she's the definitive winner, though. Big shout out to her Zoom backwards, though. Zoom. Which was 100% dead on. Anyway, thanks for affording me that. Good joke, Daphne. 
but yeah, the season premiere is fully them in Castle comes back and then they investigate what happened and they discover oh the reverse flash is probably in on it right yeah and so we get like that in the previously on which is just bonkers truly bonkers yeah a lot to take in there's no mention of kate having ostensibly solved her mother's murder and put the man the guilty man behind bars once and for all right it's all about this shit (laughs) yeah but yeah. now to the actual mystery. Um, yeah. So this guy who owns a dog toy company um, undergoes. Well, was it dog toys or just toys? It's, oh, you're right. Sorry. It is just toys, but he feeds them to his dog. Yeah. They're like raggedy and dolls. Sorry. Legally distinct raggedy and dolls that he gives to his dog as toys. Yeah. Then he has one of those FAO Schwartz keyboards in his office and the castle keeps stepping on it. Yeah. But their dog dies, finds out the dog was poisoned with cocaine. Which means that his toys have to clarify. This man is dead at the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the the murdered victim. The murdered victim, and he's dead, and his his body seems to have been scrubbed with bleach. Yeah, and they find out he's the CEO of this toy company. Come to find out that his like assistant, I guess, has been trafficking cocaine through his dolls and like selling them out of his warehouse. And so he goes undercover girl bossing to attempt to investigate. So he literally puts on old age makeup and pretends to be a janitor. And he's like asking people like, oh, how do you like working here? Yeah. Very undercover boss. Like literally they say the phrase undercover boss so many times during this episode. Which is like, are they saying it as in the TV show undercover boss? Or are they saying it as in like the concept that the boss went undercover? I don't know. It's just very bizarre that they bring it up constantly. But yeah, he essentially undercover bosses his way into being murdered because he finds out about the cocaine and then they kill him. And then they find out after they kill him that he's not the janitor. He's the CEO. Oh my God. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it. That's not. That's the episode. (laughs) There's like a, there's kind of a a parlor room discovery moment when they're like, well, the person who's been trafficking drugs must have some kind of access to this office. And it's just like, his wife, his business partner, and then his assistant. And then they basically do a, it's you, the assistant. <laughs> you actually got in trouble for trafficking drugs. <laughs> it's in your background. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> bad episode. Felt bad. I like the undercover girl boss. The undercover boss thing was fun, but I wish that Castle had gotten to be involved because he was basically just bouncing between Montreal and New York the entire time and didn't get involved in the case. That's true. So, so it, it definitely suffered from it just being Beckett and the lovable sidekick detectives uh, Javier Esposito and something Ryan (laughs) it's not Ryan White is it no it's not Ryan White his last name is Ryan oh that's right that's right Andrew Ryan no that's from (laughs) Kevin Kevin Ryan oh the man with two first names yeah the man with two first names (laughs) a castle chooses a slave obeys a castle chooses a Beckett obeys (laughs) that sounds bad yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot to like here. Um, as far as median episodes go, I've seen better. <laughs> yeah, there was a fun quote that says, he made toys for a living. He was a good man. And I wrote, Notch has entered the chat. Yikes. Yikes. Minecraft's not a toy. It's a way of learning life. experience, a way of life. Anyway, so then we have, after this, we watched season eight, episode 22, the series finale of Castle. Now, you might mention, you might realize, well, we talked about the median. Is the series finale of Castle the best episode or the worst episode? I'm going to let you take a stab at that. It's the worst episode. It's the worst episode. Yeah, it's really bad. It's remarkably well rated at a 7.0 out of 10. Considering how dog shit it was. Yep, it's a pretty bad episode. Picture, if you will, the culmination of everything. Actually, Beckett's mom's murder isn't solved because secretly the senator guy was working with uh, a, a CIA operative who's funneling drug funds and evil and kills everybody who finds out about him or the episode starts off right where the last one ended where they have successfully convinced one of the cia operatives that work for Loxat, the evil terrible name (laughs) terrible name the evil analyst behind it all the one of his sub minions has been persuaded over to give them a cell phone through which they can potentially locate and track down Loxat and put him away once and for all or put him down. Uh, at the beginning, you see, uh, you often see like the murder or something at the beginning of, the, of these episodes. At the beginning of this one's not much different. You see a creepy man playing Sunshine Day from the Brady Bunch on his car radio and 
and then get, getting out, abandoning the car, and setting fire to somebody in the trunk to kill them. In the episode, it's like, oh, this is the this is the CIA operative who gave us that phone. They're on to us. But wait, it's too late because Castle Beckett and their super spy pal crew, who are definitely here the whole time, yeah. have already set up the sting operation. But wait, it's a trap. <gasps> oh, the guys are going to come and kill Castle and Beckett. And I oh. can't stress enough. They're like trying to intercept like this handoff right yeah and beckett and castle are just like blatantly sitting behind two crates crates yeah like stacks of aluminum or something yeah they're the most visible yeah visibly staking out this handoff point that i've ever seen and it's like if you're supposed to be like intercepting a super spy who kills every super spy that like finds them out surely you could have a better hiding spot yeah. And, like, Castle actively leaves his cover multiple times. Yeah, while they're waiting. While they're waiting. And at a later point in time after this debacle, Beckett says, we did everything we could have. Yeah. <laughs> How did they find us? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because you had one, their phones were on. Beckett's phone kept going off during <laughs> this yeah. takeout. So they're expecting Caleb, the analyst, that they got to work for them. Or they got to give them the phone to make this drop, but actually it's not him, it's somebody else, and that somebody else summons an army of SWAT-dressed U.S. operatives to try to gun down two people in a, a bright parking lot in, like, the Bronx or something. I- insane premise, but... Don't worry, they kill a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Castle's super spy, who I later learned is his partner at his PI firm that, that opens in season eight after he stops working with the uh, homicide team directly. Yeah, we'll get into that. Also is a military-grade sniper. Yeah, former MI6 is her background. Nice. (laughs) Does have a British accent, yeah. Uh, She she single-handedly snipes about seven of them while they're still like, oh, God, they had cover. What are we going to do? Very outstanding move. And then, wait, what's this? Crash. A food truck pulls up, and a guy who knew Castle's father, question mark, and also knew Castle when he was... In L.A. before his mind got wiped, question mark, uh, shows up and rescues them and takes them away to safety. His name is Mason Wood. He sounds like Optimus Prime. Those are the only two things you need to know about him for now. I don't I you don't know what Optimus Prime sounds like. (laughs) We just watched that Transformers movie. and You already forget what he sounds like. No, but he does talk a little bit like Optimus Prime. Yeah, Mason Wood saves them, gives them some guns after they ran out of bullets shooting at all the... Yeah, killing cops. a bunch of oh, people. Right as, they're, right as they're, um, the, their shit is... Their cover's blown. The Beckett goes, Castle! And then hucks him her second sidearm and it flies through the air in slow-mo. That's pretty cool. Castle grabs honest. it. It was cool. It was fun. Uh, it was kind of a recurring joke that Castle can't get a gun <laughs> throughout the whole of the series uh, because, you know, it's strict laws in New York about it. Uh, and Castle keeps getting rejected despite the fact of puts himself in danger constantly. And so it's so for me, it was sort of like Castle finally got his gun. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, I think this episode is at its best when you imagine that you're playing Resident Evil 6, the video game, because then everything that happens makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Except instead of Laura Bailey and Matt Mercer, it's uh, Nathan Fillion and Stana Kadic yeah. hate each other instead of <laughs> making a extremely successful company together. <laughs> because it's like, oh, we have some weird dialogue, like weird, overdramatic, like yeah. melodramatic, um, convoluted dialogue about some secret plot. Okay, okay. And then a bunch of enemies rush in yeah. and they spend the next mm, couple minutes, you know, dealing with these enemies. And then randomly a food truck shows up and you're like, I've played yeah. this level. <laughs> Legitimately. Except with less uh, zombies soft-locking you into an animation loop. Welcome to our new podcast, our Resident Evil 6 Complaint Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the episode's bad. Quickly, they realize that Lockstat is on to them, and his MO is to kill everyone who finds out about him. And so Castle's family goes into hiding with the assistance of his spy PI partner. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I have uh, written down here that... Once again, in reference to Beckett's, we were so careful. How did they do this? Find us out. I wrote down that um, Castle does take a taxi. He does. He knows that there's some type of secret spy conglomerate. Super powerful evil spy analyst out to get him. And he knows who he is. And he leaves leaves the location that his mother and daughter are hiding from said spy because they are also aware of his existence because his daughter works with him at the PI agency in a taxi, which happens to be driven by the same Brady Bunch listening psychotic murderer who 
Drugs Castle off screen and then takes him to then, a CIA, CIA black site. Yep, and turns him into a Roblox. Turns him, turns him into a Roblox. Puts him up on a on a uh, Roblox outline. Roblox body. shaped. What are those called? Uh, tables. Tables. <laughs> <laughs> bondage tables. I don't know. Yeah, he puts him on a Roblox shaped bondage table yep. and then drugs him with truth. Truth serum. serum. The second most absurd technology thing that compels Castle to tell this psychotic murderer, uh, who makes it very clear that his background is that he's an orphan and he was a ward of the state. He's and since he was psychopath, they used him to do killing and like. Cool bud. cool, bud. I kind of liked him, honestly. They kind of made it seem like, oh, Castle's gonna like talk him out. You of can it, right? change him, Castle. Right. Th- that's like the, that's definitely the the angle that they seem to be presenting to the audience. And then at one point, just like, oh, you probably think that you can get through to me by my questions about your family, right? No, I'm just making conversation. I'm just bored. I can't wait to kill them. <laughs> it's like, okay, there. That's fine i guess but like under this truth serum i wrote down that the the writers torture the audience by making the characters monologue their character growth over the series (laughs) while actively torturing them well it's like castle does a really good job with with good dialogue and good character development through the stories that unfold and the little interactions right like unlike criminal minds beyond border where immediately gary gives them a case and nobody's allowed to talk to about anything else through that whole episode Castle and Beckett start most investigations with Castle handing her a cup of coffee and talking about the thing that they're doing, right? Or the thing that's going on in their lives or talk, debating about some weird shit, right? It's like fun and it, it works, right? It, it Good characterization overall and it's good writing. Uh, this episode is just crap full of awful, awful forced spy bullshit. Yeah. And Sorry, it's like, there w- it goes again. No, you're good. At one point, Brady Bunch Man is like, tell me, Castle, weren't you a playboy before all this? And then Castle has to go on like a five-minute recap <laughs> of the series. Of, yeah. like, I was a bachelor, but then I met a woman and she changed me. And he goes, yeah. how did she change you, <laughs> Castle? And he's like, because I learned to love. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good for you. Now my boss is going to come ask you the questions for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah, and surprise, surprise. Yeah. His boss is Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime himself. Uh, Mara Wilson. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, what? Oh, but this character we've already been introduced to is Lockset. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Checks out. I don't know. Did you did you see that one coming, Daphne? Well, I thought I was missing some background. Right. Um. So, so I was. I figured it'd be some random person from like a season finale three seasons ago. Right. That I hadn't seen. That kind. It kind of is the vanishing of Castle after he goes and thwarts a terrorist plot. He goes to investigate Locksat and does so in L.A. and meets Mason William Wood. whatever Wood Mason, Mason Wood, Wood uh, Mara Wilson who is like the, the head of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Detectives or something. Yeah. And he mentions that being a, a hobby of his when Castle's like, but what about this? We th- I thought we were real. <laughs> very stupid, very weird. And I think he, that guy was sort of the inspiration for him to become a PI maybe. I don't know. It's I don't fucking it's know. A, it's bad writing at that point, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so yeah, if you, in case you're wondering, yes, Mason Wood, a.k.a. Optimus Prime, did save them from all the mercenaries just so he could immediately kill him at them less than 12 hours later yep why who knows yeah and kind of blew up his own spot by showing himself to castle when he had no reason to whatsoever sort of vain at that point i guess yeah so then he's like guess what castle i'm gonna go kill your wife now see a yeah. sucker and then surprise surprise kate sees through it and realizes that he's evil uh as he takes her into a a <laughs> murder room with an incinerator in it but then haha he turns on the electromagnet and her gun flies to the ceiling but not his because his gun's made of plastic yeah actual thing that happens and then castle shows up and shoots him in the shoulder no no he doesn't shoot him doesn't shoot him for some reason yeah he's like don't move or i'll shoot it's like crazy shoot this man shoot the man right like come on (laughs) pointing a gun at your at your wife yeah talking about how he's going to kill you and your family. Like, yeah. Sh- just disarm him as quickly as possible. Like, literally kill this man. <laughs> this is this is after Esposito and Ryan find out where Castle is by tracking down the Brady Bunch guy and then go to a CIA black site and beat up the people guarding the entrance to get to Castle and proceed to have a shootout with the actual CIA in like right outside the room where Castle's being held in order to distract them while Castle crawls through the walls to go get Kate. Yeah, and they're like, 
we don't have enough bullets. We're all going to die. <laughs> and then they just somehow don't die. Yeah, never resolved. But no. I would like to say they were in a room filled with a bunch of explosive medical equipment. And yeah. they never once were like, let's chuck this um, oxygen yeah. tank down the uh, uh, hallway. And that will solve a lot of our problems. Which means that it wasn't Resident Evil. Yeah, so um, then um, it's all good. Uh, yeah, it's it's all 100% good. And we get the most rush ending to any show ever. Well, I would say Mason Wood does go to jail. Mason Wood goes um, to jail. No, yeah, and then all of his connections. We we get the emotional. We get the emotional resolution that a series should have in the span of two and a half minutes. Less than that, surely. (laughs) I mean, it's about two and a half minutes where they go back to the precinct, and then one by one, the medical examiner Laney, uh, Ryan Esposito, and their new friend from the Spy Times, Vikram, all like walk over to one side of the room and are like, "Are you coming to the bar with us?" And Castle and Beckett are like, "Nah, we're gonna go home." And it's like, "Cool." <laughs> and that's just and that is series wrap for Laney, Kevin, Javier, and Vikram, who's only in nine episodes, so it's less important for him. Yeah. But that's ostensibly that's the end of their character arcs. But then Kate and Kate and Rick are back at their apartment, and it's early morning because they've been hunted by the CIA, CIA all night. And they're like, gosh, let's just have some food and sleep all day. Oh. You know, the one thing I don't get, if there is an incinerator in that basement, why would the why would Brady Bunch guy burn Caleb in the back of a... What's that? Literally, Caleb's mm, what alive. you say. Literally, mm, what you say, shoots Castle in the shoulder. And Kate comes back out into their living room and gets shot in the abdomen before she, or sorry, after she shoots him several times. I can't, it's literally what you say. Like there's slow-mo, there's people falling to the ground. There's three people, Castle, Beckett, Caleb, all take turns shooting each other. And well, not each other, you know what I'm saying. Caleb and Castle and Beckett. Um, In an "Mm, what you say moment. Yes, if you're unfamiliar (laughs) with the OC, "Mm, what you say that, SNL skit is based on go look it up and figure it out yeah it's like scene for scene (laughs) it's truly insane and Kate very clearly from everything telegraphed about this is about to die yeah and a fade to black and a fade back in later we see seven years later Richard Castle, Kate Beckett, and three kids running around three kids I feel like it was more than three it was three kids (laughs) I I watched I watched it again it was three kids running around in in an apartment, sitting down for breakfast, just as they intended to. That is the last shot in the show, Castle. Yeah, and I think all the "Mm, what you say part to the Brady Bunch kids part, I think is like a solid minute. Like it is so little time. It's like Caleb walks in, shoots Castle, slow-mo. Beckett walks in, shoots Caleb, shoots Caleb, Caleb shoots slow-mo. Beckett in in the intestines. Yeah, Caleb <laughs> shoots Beckett all slow-mo. Caleb dies with with more screen time on that one shot than any other shot is given in this entire thing. Yeah. Because finally, I, I saw somewhere that was like, when, when I looked for a recap, it was like, with Caleb's death, finally the Beckett conspiracy is put to rest, right? And it's like, Jesus Christ, is it's been it put to rest five times already. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, Anna, we did, and don't worry, they're still alive, they have uh, kids together, and um, they're really happy. Okay, bye. So, I have details, of course, on the cancellation of Castle okay. regarding this episode, which I think is an appropriate time before we get into the top episode to talk about it. So, as I kind of already got into, Season 8 had already seen some huge structural changes because at this point, basically everybody was only signing a contract a single season at a time. And already, long before it had been announced that there would not be a season nine, Stana Kadic and Tamala Jones, who plays the medical examiner Laney Parrish, had not been offered their jobs back. Which is bizarre, because if you're no, if you're not going to put them in the show, then like... <laughs> well, so, so very clearly, the ending of season eight is not, that we saw, is not the ending of Castle as they wanted to show it. It is, in fact, the ending of season eight with a season nine coming where Kate Beckett 100% was going to die. Yeah. Like 100 she She got shot like in the intestines and the cinematography was this is the last moments that Kate and Castle have together. Yeah. Except it's not because the show was canceled four days before that aired. Nice. So the, the sh- they had filmed a series finale ending to it and a season finale not knowing fully whether there would be a season nine or not right however they waited so fucking long to tell them that it would not be there would not be a season nine that they all they had time to do was slap the series finale tail ending the very end of it i have to assume 
onto the season eight ending. It would have been so ballsy though if they had just let both Castle and Beckett die at the end. No, yeah, it would have been. I honestly would have been better than trying to slap on the like. I, I respect that. Like, well, if we had known that it wouldn't happen, we wanted this to be the ending, right? Like, it's better. It's just better closure rather than just killing them, right? Because killing Kate serves no purpose if there's not going to be a season nine. This is also speculation. There's not anything confirmed about this. The actual original showrunner, the creator, had left by season six, which is when all the weird spy bullshit became a front and center. Uh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> bit of, actually, he left after season six, I should say, which is right when Castle went missing, right? <laughs> which is sort of shark jump territory, effectively. Yeah, when did your Castle go if, missing? If you don't count his dad. But yeah, so that it's pretty clear that that was just what that was the season eight finale with the very tail end of the actual series finale tacked onto it. So yeah, Castle was no longer already no longer working with the homicide team. And it was very likely that a season nine would have seen without Thonicatic would have seen basically <laughs> him be a PI with his ex MI6 sidekick. Yeah. And maybe Javier and Kevin would be in it. Yeah, we also know that is this CBS? ABC. Well, we all know that all networks hate women. So yeah, so this is this is the Criminal Minds Network. Yeah. So they have their prestige procedural, and this is their this is their playground procedural. You know. Yeah, but I just I do think it's their important to know <laughs> that like it's really annoying that a lot of the procedurals that we've looked into the background of it's like oh yeah all these women yeah. characters are disposable. It's insane, and they replace her. They they try like clear, clearly trying to replace the woman in the show. Right, which is a dumb concept. With because Lainey's not really given a whole lot of attention. She's essentially a side character used to deliver exposition. Yeah. Most so of the I time. like Lainey. Lainey's nice. Yeah, she and uh, Esposito, Javier, are in a relationship, and their characters are fun. That's like that kind of goes back and forth in the background a lot, and they, they, she gets she gets good good amount of screen time and a good amount of characterization. Right despite the fact that she's probably not really done justice in terms of involvement in the crimes, right? Yeah, it probably doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but... Yeah, probably, well, no, it definitely does. They're, like, friends. Not every episode. God, <laughs> what, what are you asking for? Yeah. But, like, just to bring on this MI6 sidekick, it's, it's basically, if you look at it from beginning to end, the show has a metamorphosis that is akin to a CW show, which is just an awful thing to do, right? Like, it's it's not good. It's poor writing and it demonstrates a lack of focus and scope creep, right? Yeah. So we just got a weird breakneck ending of the show rather than, honestly, just the season eight ending probably would have been better if they hadn't tacked on the them with three kids, but whatever. That's my little soapbox about the cancellation of Castle. Yeah, very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. Procedurals but hate women. Procedurals hate women. They need to do a better job. Mandy Patinkin was right. Yeah, Mandy Patinkin was right. This industry is pretty rough. Uh, I don't know. Just whatever. I guess SVU probably doesn't hate women. Well, glorify violence against women. does glorify women. violence against women. Yeah. And then fire all your women because <laughs> they're women. replaceable. <laughs> With that, we've concluded talk about the worst episode of Castle, which I... 100% belief is the worst episode of Castle. Yeah, I'm going to get assured this is Mandy Patinkin was right, but Mandy way. Patinkin was right. Uh, but we're going to talk about the best episode of Castle, which, eh, uh, season four, episode 23, Always, 9.4 out of 10. Daphne, do you know why this episode is called Always? <sighs> because it always made me sigh a lot. No, uh, it's because, because it's... it always made me roll my eyes. <laughs> no, it's because Always is a bit of a catchphrase for Castle and Beckett, where whenever Beckett said thank you to Castle, he would just respond with always lame. Yeah. Kind of lame, but whatever. This is the episode where they first fuck throw that out there. Um, this is a nice big F bomb there. Yeah. I already, I already said it like twice already. I did too. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote down about this episode. This is season four before everything kind of goes wild. So this is heavily to do with the Beckett conspiracy as it's labeled online though. Beckett's mother's death in particular, the season three finale had ended with, their uh, police captain sacrificing his own life to kill several of the men who were coming after Beckett for investigating her mother's murder. However, at the end of season three, while she's delivering a speech at the captain's funeral, she is shot by a sniper and it ends on a cliffhanger. Of course, she survives season four. Castle professes his love to her while she's laying on the ground. Uh, and then it come, eventually comes out that she actually remembers that, even though she feigned forgetting, forgetting it so that nothing had to change. Apparently, somebody's been murdered, and it was done with the same same DNA from Beckett's shooting. I don't understand what hitman leaves that much DNA evidence. <laughs> yeah. How hard is it to not touch your bullets, my friend? Yeah, like that's all. That's all that the 
Killen's got to do. And I vaguely remember that this being an episode where they mentioned like barrel markings or whatever that you can tell that the bullet was fired out of the same barrel. Yeah, right? that's real. That's real. But no, they didn't mention that. I'm thinking of a different episode. Clearly. Yeah, you are. They did not mention They it. did not mention it. They, they, just, just they like, mentioned that the DNA matches the DNA from The Beckett's. DNA on the bullet matches the DNA <laughs> on the bullet from Beckett's killing, which is like, okay, maybe that's real, but I don't know. As someone who can barely get yeah. my DNA to function in the lab, I would... I feel like it'd be difficult to pull DNA off of a bullet after it's gone through someone. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so... The it was a former Marine, I think, who had bro actually broken into Captain Montgomery, the captain who had died the previous season finale's house, and stolen tried to look through his files. Except actually, what's this? He took a wedding photo. And oh my god, everybody in that wedding photo is already dead except for one person? Who is that person? Well, that's the man who's been protecting Kate this entire time, and that's all they really wanted. They hunt down the hitman. It's he's played by the same guy who plays Hilo in Battlestar Galactica, so that's fun. And they don't catch him. Beckett goes in alone, I think, or I think she. Well, she goes in with um, Esposito. That's right, because she gets suspended. That's right. Yeah, because so I wrote down Esposito as a bad friend and a bad cop. Yep. Oh, that's right. I didn't talk about the new captain. Their their new captain to replace Roy Montgomery. Very cool. I don't remember her name. It's fine. Kate replaces um, her. Victoria Gates. Yeah, Captain so, Gates. So, Captain right. Gates, yes, who unceremoniously was just not invited back to season eight of Castle, which is why she was written out. And Kate, who is, let me say, Kate Beckett, not Captain Material. Absolutely extremely, not. Extremely, like, disobedient and not not much of a leader, right? Just promoted to Captain for the sake of it. <laughs> she literally gets suspended. Yeah. I don't think you can be Captain if you get suspended. Yeah. So, yeah, she just wasn't invited back to season eight. Shoddy irresponsible police work sounds like captain material to me anyway sorry for i forgot about that because i didn't didn't make good notes of it when the episode was she's a on. woman she's replaceable hank <laughs> uh, i think off screen they say that she got promoted which is just like okay well she's still around right <laughs> uh but yeah back to this weird episode so yeah they don't even catch the guy esposito and beckett go in to try to get him after having their badges revoked or no they get their badges revoked after yeah, yeah. They go in because they're not supposed to be investigating because they're investigating Beckett's own <laughs> shooting, right? Yeah. <laughs> of which she was the victim, which is a huge conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, Beckett says, I don't need protection. I wrote, says the woman who got sniped. Wow, that's and brutal. And gets her ass kicked in this. She does get her ass kicked. She gets her ass kicked and thrown off the edge of a building, barely clinging on. Yeah. And then Now, Walt- I will say there is a ladder. There's right a ladder next right next to her. And at no point does she think, hmm, maybe I should shimmy, I don't know, three feet to the to the ladder, and then I can crawl up? Absolutely not. Yeah, Hilo is not trying to... He He's he's out of there, right? He just lets her dangle and then hopes she'll fall. Uh, while she's dangling, she hallucinates Castle coming to save her. Which is weird. Yeah, which is weird. But actually, it's uh, Ryan, who wasn't involved in their secret plot to go capture the guy that they weren't supposed to go capture and and instead told the captain about it and so he doesn't get his badge revoked at the end of season but don't worry esposito is super pissy with him about it yeah esposito Esposito gets suspended beckett gets suspended and then says you know what i quit i hate working for a woman captain gates yeah that's exactly what she says (laughs) that's what she says she says here's my badge and gun i like all procedurals hate women I hate women, or else I wouldn't be in a procedural. Exactly. Ah, uh, Jesus. Mandy Patinkin was right. Mandy Patinkin was right. That's that is what it is. Yeah. So the S- so. Oh yeah. Sorry. And then Ryan pulls her back off the off the let lip, and then she's like, "Castle, where's Castle?" But he's not there. She fired him earlier in the episode. She yeah. She told him he didn't want she didn't want him around, or I think he said that he wasn't gonna be around to see her get hurt yeah. by. Hilo was very explicit. All you have to do right now is just not investigate me and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Becca is like, all right, cool. I'm going to investigate you. Which is like, fine, right? You know, don't bow down to a hitman terrorist. But And then she shows up at Castle's doorstep having been, having resigned from her post. And then Castle's like, what do you want, Beckett? And she's like, you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they fuck. And then they have sex. Yep. And then the season actually ends with Hilo catching up with the guy who's protecting Beckett by holding on to the files for dead Captain Montgomery and has blackmail basically on the senator. Although we don't find that out until season five, episode one, which is more of a season finale than this is. Yeah, I would like to say that Esposito's super mean to Ryan. He's like, don't talk to me and walks out all angry because he got 
suspended and it's like hey esposito if ryan hadn't told anyone becca would be dead yeah. right now you're acting like a toddler it's really funny i remember you making that exact point when we initially watched this episode a couple years ago. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it happened and I was like, I think I said, you fucking baby. Yeah, no, it's 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 bad. It's real bad. Yeah, um, and I also had written down, go to therapy, Beckett, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trying to work through all of her trauma and issues by beating up men on rooftops does not go well, Beckett. Go to therapy, please, before you become police captain. That's Castle in yeah. a nutshell. Probably yeah. some of the... The worst episodes to just watch individually and randomly. Yeah, they all sucked. They were bored. Yeah, and I hate this by bullshit. Yeah, the the especially because the the finale of the will they won't they being the yes they fuck not working when they don't talk to each other for most of the episode. <laughs> yeah, they don't talk to each other for most of the episode, and also most of it is Beckett being incredibly irrational and frustrating to watch. That kind of wraps up talking about Castle for right now. While we're noodling on how our scores are impacted by this discussion, I have another game for us. Yeah, what's it called? We've seen a lot of Castle, so I didn't want to do the episode game. So instead, I'm doing a Nathan Fillion quotes round. This is a bit of an avant-garde game in Uh that I have eight quotes here. There are four pairings. So the first four and the back four. There are four characters who deliver two of each of these quotes. Okay. Yeah, the points are made up. We know I'm not writing them down It's made up. Yep, it's fine. Hey, um, Kira? Write this down. What are those points? <laughs> Give us the points. Hey, Kira. Um, I was expecting those points on my desk uh, last Monday, <laughs> yeah. and I don't see them. All right. The first quote I hey, have. Mark, if you want, you can also get in on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark, go ahead and give me this. Give me those points. First one Gosh. to tell me what the points are gets five dollars. All right. My first quote I have for you. Don't look at my screen because you might see the, the names. My estimation is that every man ever got a statue made of him was one kind of a son of a bitch or another. That's Malcolm Reynolds. That is 100% Malcolm Reynolds. That's two points for you. From Firefly. I've seen a lot of Firefly and Serenity. Yeah, I, I thought, well, so I should have I should have varied the syntax a little bit because it's very clearly, once you say it out loud, Western talk. Right? Western speak. Uh, but I should have varied it. Probably, the second one's probably a little bit harder to guess. Uh, but yeah. All right. Second quote I have. I really am ruggedly handsome, aren't I? I'm sorry, um, just for the rules of the game. So this is either Malcolm Reynolds or Castle? No, um, th- I have four Nathan Fillion characters. Oh, Rick Castle okay. is one of them. Uh, each of these first four quotes belong to one of those four characters. You don't I have see, to see, guess. You don't have to guess right now on the characters. I'm going to, oh, no, that's fine, whatever. You get it one guess per quote. So you can either guess Rick Castle for this one or another uh, uh, Nathan Fillion character. Okay, I'm struggling to think of a Nathan Fillion character. That's fine. If you want, If you want to wait and... Yeah, I'll wait. Okay, cool. And I'll then wait. see if you can match this with the other quote that belongs to the same character. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next quote from a, from a third Nathan Fillion character. Give my regards to St. Peter or, you know, whoever has his job but in hell. Any idea on on what Nathan Fillion character that might be? Still could be Rick Gass. Is he in Buffy? Uh, he's in, like, a couple episodes of the end of Buffy, but I think he's kind of a serious character. I don't know his character's name, if that tells you anything. <laughs> trying to think of, because Firefly and castle or what immediately spring to mind but i know there's other stuff i just can't think of it mm-hmm. i keep imagining imagining brendan fraser that's funny he's a little bit evoking brendan fraser in this role i honestly don't know if you've seen this that's fair i i would i i take a guess and say that you've definitely heard of this and you probably know about it uh, but angel? i don't know for sure that you've seen this is it angel no it's not angel it is it is a joss whedon outing. is it charmed no, it's not charm. Is it Dollhouse? <laughs> no, it's he, I, he. I don't know if he's in Dollhouse. I I've listed all of the Joss Whedon stuff I know. Okay, then. okay, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll revisit that then. Okay. Uh, sorry, right. it's Avengers. Continue. <laughs> he's played something in Marvel. I don't remember what it was though. All right, this is the fourth character. Shh, I understand. You can't talk. You need help. Just blink twice if he's your pimp. Uh, Castle. <laughs> that is not Castle. Dang it. Is it the ruggedly handsome one, Castle? The ruggedly handsome one is Castle. You got that one. So you're going to take away a lot of points from this because I did not really play with the outcomes. I'll just write 10 points down and we can. I'm going to go ahead and now I'm going to read you four quotes. The second part of this game is to match these quotes up with the quotes that okay. were before if you're unable to name the characters. However, if you at this point still name the character, then you'll get a, a one point instead of two. So you're on four points right now. Yeah. Cool. All right. First quote. Do you have anything to wear that's not flammable? Okay, keep going. This is one of the four characters. You've named two of the characters that we've yeah. we, that are in play. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to breeze through these. Let me know if you have a guess at a character. Yeah. All right. Home is where the heart is. So your real home's in your chest. Keep going. 
All right. Uh, next time you want to stab me in the back, have the guts to do it to my face. That's Mel. That's Malcolm Reynolds. Uh, he says that to Jaina. Yep. 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 All right. And then finally. Hey, me finding out that I have the majority of Fireman memorized. <laughs> it's a good show. The final quote I have here is, er, I should hmm, go get dressed. Check on my student loans. That sounds like a Castle quote. Does it? Richard Castle is rather wealthy. But it sounds like something he'd make up. Right. It sounds like he has to well, do. It kind of sounds like somebody pretending to be a normal student, right? I don't know. Students. Okay, so I'm going to say. Let's go. You've you've named the Castle quote and from the first half. Yeah. What do you think is the is the Castle quote from this back half? We have. Do you have anything to wear that's not flammable? Home is where the heart is. So your real home's in your chest. Or, or I should hmm, go get dressed, check on my student. Almost where the heart is. That is not the other castle. Is it the first one? It's the first one. Do you have anything to wear that's not final? Okay, okay. All right. No point. No point on that match. All right. So the next unknown character who said, give my regards to St. Peter or, you know, whoever has his job, but in hell, is that home is where the heart is. So your real home's in your chest or, or I should hmm, go get dressed, check on my student loans. Student loans. Not student loans. That is home is where the heart is. So Damn. your real home's in your chest. Do you have any guesses now that you know the pairing? Of this character? I don't think so. That is Captain Hammer from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Oh, I'm, yeah, I've not seen Dr. Okay. Horrible's yeah, we should blog. We should watch it sometime. That's actually, that's part of his big song at the end. <laughs> oh, I see. There's some other good lines. The alt-Captain Hammer line that I almost put in was, the hammer is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then finally, of course, I can't give you a point for matching up. Shh, I understand you can't talk. You need help. Just blink twice if he's your pimp. Oh, and, er, I should, hmm, go get dressed. Check on my student loans. But I'll give you some hints for this character. Okay. This is the only animated character on this list. Oh. And this character is somebody who's pretending to be a normal student. They are a student, but they're pretending to be a normal student. Ben 10. No. This I'm character joking. has eight eyes. Have I seen this? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You're going you're gonna to hear it and be like, oh my God, I forgot that was Nathan Fillion. Which is funny because we looked it up a couple months ago. And we're like, oh my God, I forgot that was Nathan Fillion. Yeah. So it's something we've seen relatively recently. Yeah, like two years ago. Animated. I hope he's in the movie. As students. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 he plays Spider, he plays the Spider-Man. The, the Spider-Man spoof. And, um, oh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, uh, Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Blink Twice of He's Your Pimp is, he says yeah, to Yeah, he says to, to Hank, Hank, yeah. On the, or no, sorry, Dean. Yeah, Dean, Dean on the fire escape about, about yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Venture. Yeah, because um, they share a room or Yeah, whatever. and the, the second one is when, when Dean's moving in and he gets caught cleaning out his, like, a uh, web hole on his back. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a Spider-Man spoof who has a gross uh web hole. <laughs> yeah, in his back. On his back. And yeah, so he, he le- flees the room after to avoid getting caught with his web hole out um and says, mm, "I should go get dressed and uh, check on my student loans." Yeah. But your yeah, brothers I, has some good writing. Yeah. Good writing in there. I figured you'd be like, "Oh yeah, Brown Widow. I forgot about that." I tried to find quotes from Big Mouth, but I was like, "I ah, know." Nah. <laughs> yeah, I like Got this game. It was a good game. Thank you. I think the format could have used a little work. All, All right. right, let's 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 look let's at wrap this up. I'm I still I still feel pretty good about an eight. Uh, that's just where I'm coming from, you know. I'm still looking at a seven. Still looking at a seven. So okay, my thought process was this was as good as Law and Order SVU. Okay, where do we where do we rank that? Seven. My thoughts are I can't watch a lot of Law and Order SVU. That that's depressing and bleak. So I, but I, I know that I can watch a lot of Castle. I right? mean, as long as it's not the spy episodes. As long as it's not, even then, it's like you just persevere for three episodes and then you're back on to like, hey, this murder, it's murder, but Santa Claus. <laughs> Unless it's like one of the later seasons. Yeah. I mean, I, and then, and then you have to deal with his XMI6 agent partner and Kate Beckett struggling with whatever Kate Beckett's struggling Woman with. Woman problems. Woman problems. There's like weird sexual tension between her and Vikram, the guy who's also impacted by Loxat. Yeah. I don't don't know how to explain it. It's uncomfortable. Anyway. All right. I, I still feel pretty good about an eight. So I'll, I'll ask you to I'll ask you to join me at like a 7.3 or 7.4. 7.3. 7.3. Okay. We'll, we'll write that down. Mark it in the, in the notes. Close the book on it. And there we go. All right, Daphne. I got, I got, where are we going next? So this was our um, season finale. Wait, are you telling me that we don't know where we're going next? Yeah, someone cue the mm, what you say. We need our own little mm, what you say moment. Just pretend that I'm falling down and shooting. <laughs> Bean, Bean picks up a gun and shoots us both. Yeah, he's falling what down and shooting me. It's all the slow Don't worry, jump cut to two months later. Two cops are standing over the scene and then they shoot each other. Yeah, but don't worry, we just jump cut to two months later and we're recording another episode. So stay tuned on our social media for when our official episode announcements drop. We're going to try to be ahead of schedule. 
go back and fix some audio glitches now that our editing skills are a bit more up to scratch. Yeah. Uh, and I know not to export to lossy sound profiles and end up with completely different time sync issues across two different mediums. Yeah, a little look behind the curtain here. Um, we did a bad job of editing some of these episodes. Yeah, uh, if, if you've heard weird ghost voices that you're unable to make sense of in previous episodes, don't worry, we're not either uh, because the sync was so bad that it would lose time and just move back and forth on where it was. So, so we're working on it. Yeah. Moral of the story. So we we're found go out back and fix our it. mics were set on the fully wrong mode. We're, so it's just been a breeze since then. <laughs> yeah. Really, you find out, um, you know, how they say like you do something once and you're going to do a bad job, but you don't get good unless you uh, do it. That's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. But since we do uh, have all of those files, so we would really like to go back and fix those. So feel free to comment, I guess, anywhere that you notice an issue. So yeah, keep on a lookout for those new and improved audio files. Yeah, if you were, if you like me, are sensitive to bad audio quality. We'll, Sucks. We'll we'll post as we on our social media as we update those audio, and hopefully, if you want, we're really excited about your favorite show and weren't able to listen to it. Yeah. Also, big shout out to um, Kira. Yep, Kyra. Kyra Sedgwick. <laughs> No, Kyra, my sister. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Big shout out to a couple of people. One, Gary Sinise. Yeah, season um, one highlights. We fell in love, fell out of love with Gary Sinise. Fell um, in love with Mandy Patinkin. Forever, he forever, was right. Uh, forever, he, long may he live. Yeah, big thank you to our official referee and point tracker, Kyra. And, you know, Mark, send us you, more memes. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you got to find a, you got to carve out a role for yourself. You got to be the meme person. Eat. We'll see y'all in you a couple months. you know who does that? Lassie. And she always gets a treat. So you wonder what your part is. Because you're homeless and depressed. But home is where the heart is. So your real home's in your chest. Wow, you did it. You listened to Procedural Veneration Season 1. And if you haven't heard all ten episodes, well, you're missing out. Go back and listen to some more of them. In the meantime, check out memes and more at procedural.veneration on Instagram or see what else we do at www.dank.pizza. Thanks to Jacob Gratulis for the awesome theme song. Thanks to our scorekeeper, Kyra, as well as our groupie, Mark. The outro song is Everyone's a Hero from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, sung by Nathan She showed me there's so many different muscles I can flex. There's the deltoids of compassion. There's the abs of being kind. It's not enough to bash in heads. You've got to bash in